Yo, welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live, your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution of the code breaking news, culture, matter, warfare will be your guide through the separation of money and state. And today is one of those episodes where we're going to talk about the separation of money and state. We're going to talk about the Restrict Act or the infamous or so-called TikTok ban, right? Um, to the point that it was actually covered yesterday on Tucker Carlson Tonight, which happens to be the second most popular broadcaster in America. 3.5 million average viewers per episode, second to Joe Rogan, right? And he was covering it. Um, but it's interesting. A couple of things that are happening at the same time, right? We know how the Biden administration feels about the industry. Uh, we've been covering Operation Choke Point 2.0 for the last couple of months. And we also know uh, how they took advantage of the FTX blow up, the banking insecurity to justify a lot of their actions, right? To in the hopes of isolating or stopping the adoption of Bitcoin, at least in the United States, right? Well, this is something very similar, right? They're taking advantage of TikTok, which a lot of people, you know, think of TikTok as this like, you know, secret Chinese app that's like brainwashing people all over America, which, you know, maybe that's true. But I'll tell you this. Do we really want to live in a country where the government is deciding what apps you can download and what apps you can't download, not to mention all the powers that this bestows, if this act passes, this bestows an unelected bureaucrat in the U.S. government. Keep in mind, this is not a partisan act. Like this isn't this isn't like the Elizabeth Warren that was introduced, the Elizabeth Warren Act that was introduced. This is bipartisan. So there's Republicans and Democrats that are signed up to this thing. It's pretty scary the language, and it will affect Bitcoin the way that it's phrased, which makes you think, which makes you think, right? Was this just another perfect excuse? We know how the administration feels about this, about feels about the industry. Take a look at the presidential or, you know, the White House economic report, right? They dedicated 20 pages to making the case as to why central banking is necessary, you know, why Bitcoin fails as a currency and why you need a state to have a currency, right? Um, so, you know, again, I always say this, lots of coincidences, lots of things happening, you know, at very similar times. So we have the breakdown for you guys today. We're going to get into the details. We have the sauce like we always do. But first, I want to bring on my awesome, optimistic co-host, wakes, wakes up with a smile every single morning. How are you doing, Opti? I'm <laughs> doing great. Doing wonderful, Nico. Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to get into the details of this. I only have a, a loose, loose understanding of everything going on. So I'm excited for Nico Jones to be on the case. And honestly, I'm 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 more hyped that we have Laron on today because he's a lot Le more tech. Leron, sorry, my bad. Uh, I, I he's a lot more technical than I am, so I'm sure we're gonna get some really some really great takes from him. And then of course we're gonna feature Leron on the culture and see what he's been working on. Get a little grasp from a more technical perspective of everything going on in the the Bitcoin field right now. So let's bring him in. 100. percent We 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 used to call Leron and we still do. Leron is simply Bitcoin's technical correspondent. Welcome back, Leron. Hey guys, it's good to be back. How's it going? Happy to have you. Where you been, bro? I've I've missed you. Staying busy, man. Just uh, working, you know. Staying busy. It's uh, it's never ending. Absolutely, it really isn't. <laughs> it really, really isn't. Anyways, everybody, let's start the show. Let's do this. The Bitcoin numbers. Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. All right, guys, I want to tell you about Bitcoin 2023. It's going to be the biggest Bitcoin conference on the face of the earth. May May 18th through the 20th, Miami Beach, Florida, 2023. You can use discount promo code SIMPLY to get yourself a 10% discount on the tickets. Let's go through some of the speaker lists. We have Marker, Martha, uh, Michael Lewis, Arthur Hayes, Michael Saylor, Jack Maulers, Casey, creator of Ordinals, Alex Gladstein, Stacey Herbert, Preston Pish, 
Greg Foss, Matt O'Dell, Lynn Alden, Robert Breedlove, Jeff Booth, Samson Mao, Corey Clipson, NVK, Caitlin Long, and many, many more. You don't want to miss the biggest Bitcoin celebration ever. Bitcoin 2023, promo code simply at the time of recording the Bitcoin prices, 26895 Sats per dollar, 3,718. Block height, 782,913. Reachable Bitcoin node, 17,661. Blocks to halvening, 57,087. Having estimate, April 21st, 2024. Total Lightning Network capacity, 5,397.4 Bitcoin. Capacity value, 145 million US dollars. Realized monetary inflation, 1.76%. And the market capitalization of Bitcoin, 520.3 billion dollars with the B. Anyways, I want to cover this today. Opti's ex-girlfriend, Christine Lagarde, um, saying the quiet part out loud. But before we play that, I actually want to play you guys a video of, you know, this. I think they got a Zoomer and I think she's convincing people to use uh, the digital euro. I want to play that for you guys and we'll talk about it. And then we'll, we'll, we'll listen to what Chris, Christy has to say. Let's check it out. One year ago, we started exploring what a digital euro may look like. Our research isn't complete yet, but here's what we can already tell you about the digital euro. One, you would be able to make payments quickly and safely. But how is that different from the way people currently pay? Well, with the digital euro, you'd be using the safest money available because it'd be issued by us, the European Central Bank. Two, you could pay digitally in physical shops or online across all euro area countries. And three, your privacy could be protected to the greatest extent possible. In fact, the ECB is not interested in what you pay for. We wouldn't have access to the personal data of the people making the payments. Want to know more? Click on the link. I don't believe them. I don't believe them at all. Uh, and then why are they doing this? Uh, well, let's, let's take a look at what Opti's ex-girlfriend has to say. Where do we stand? We central bankers. We have been operating as a monetary anchor in relation to the commercial banks and the private money. If we are not in that game, if we are not involved in experimenting, in innovating in terms of digital uh, central bank money, we risk losing the role of anchor that we have played uh, for many, many decades. And we have historical examples of period where the central bank uh, monetary anchor was not there and that precipitated crisis after crisis. That certainly was the case at the time of the free banking in the 19th century. Do we want to go back to those days? Probably not. I would say certainly not from our vantage point, as a result of which we have to respond to the demand for those digital payments in order to maintain the role of anchor that we have uh, been playing uh, regularly. I don't know about you guys, but like, fuck their anchor, bro. That shit sucks. <laughs> Um, but no, seriously, um, it's so funny, you know, they get, they, they try to play the zoomer type of thing where they do a vertical video and it's like, use our CBDC currency. It's great. They do like the cutting frame and the thing. And then like, she's like getting up from a seat to like make it seem organic, but it totally doesn't feel like it's organic. But yeah, uh, what are the claims that she made? She's like, we will respect your privacy. Uh, the other one was. This is the safest money, you know, you could trust. You could trust us, the European Central Bank. And then like a response to Chrissy, right? It's like, look, like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't, I don't trust that. Like, I, I don't, you know, I serve central banking hasn't served me, right? Maybe if you are an owner of assets like uh, you know, real estate, you know, equities, whatever, but the vast majority of people, especially if you're under the 30 uh, age of 35. This system hasn't served you very, very well. Right. So like what it is, what like, you know, perhaps they, they want to talk about, you know, maintaining their own moat and maintaining their privileges. But, you know, the rest of us, I just want to use money that doesn't steal from me. I just want I, I want money that isn't designed to lose purchasing power over time. That's what I want, right? This isn't about the efficiency of payments as much as they would like to distract you on what the actual revolution is. The actual revolution is individuals being able to save without the fear of wealth confiscation, either either, either that's through infla like inflation 
or tyrannical government. That's what it's about. They, they always avoid that. They always avoid that, that conversation. It's not about efficiency of payments. It's about inflation. It's about the fact that money shouldn't steal from you. Anyways, uh, Lebron, what are your thoughts? And then we'll pass it on to Opti. I mean, you know, I, I think technology-wise, of course, it's going to be the natural evolution. They want to do fast payments, whatever it is that they're trying to do. But it's the narrative. You know, that's that's what gets me about this all. Is like they're trying to kind of latch onto this narrative, this you know, whatever crypto narrative, whatever they're trying to do. But it's this like weird narrative, and then throwing in privacy in there, like private from who exactly? Yeah, maybe there's some sort of privacy enhancements built in there, but not from the governments. That's for sure. There's, there's no way that they're building uh, privacy directly into that. Um, and like you mentioned, it's just what what are they solving? You know, instead of trying to solve the issue that we are seeing globally with these banking crises, you know, these bankings are these banks are melting due to these um, policies. They're you know, they're focusing on this like, oh, we got to make it fast and we got to do this. and We got to do that. And that's that's not the issue that we're having today in the economy is, is quick payments, you know. A hundred percent. And like, that's what they want you to focus on. It's like, it's about the payments. No, Chrissy, it's not about the payments. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts on this, bro? <laughs> well, first and foremost, what did you do to her? What did you do to her? That she's so vengeful. <laughs> first and foremost, shout out to everyone in the chat. I'm getting trolled heavy right now. But anyways, in regards to the video, I think it's very interesting to see the narrative stance that they're taking here. You know, the digital euro, safest currency. It's all about quick digital payments. Uh, you know, verbatim quote, we're not interested in what you pay for. Like the fact that they have to, what's, what I say it all the time, nothing is more official than the official denial. And as, <laughs> as anyone of us Bitcoiners that know and follows along with what's going on, it is very clear that this is exactly what they want. I mean, Christine Lagarde said it herself, you know, we risk losing the role of anchor, AKA they risk losing control. So what does that mean to anyone that still has a working brain? It's that literally they want, they want to know everything you're doing with your money so that they can shut you off of the system. If you don't behave correctly, you know, back to the whole social credit score stuff that they're trying to push out on everyone uh you know the fact that they it seems uh, i'm being uh you know a little hopeful it seems like there's a controlled demolition in the financial system right now so that they can push you towards a cbdc and you know you put those two things together social credit score with a money that they fully control uh you know ring out all the all the zoomers you want but i think people inherently understand or at least will understand that hey there is Bitcoin and there is slavery. And if you're falling into the CBDC trap, you're falling into the ease of convenience, you may be losing a lot more than, uh, you know, just paper money going into the future. You might probably be losing everything about your current life and all the freedoms that you enjoy. Like, it, you know, I, I hate I hate falling into and I. I I keep forgetting what the law is. I think it's um, I, I'm not going to I'm not even going to attempt to name the law, but Assuming that everyone is working uh, nefariously or, you know, with evil intentions, I think sometimes it's something that us Bitcoiners always fall into. I really do believe that these people think they're doing what is best for the economy. Obviously, they have their own biases and they're doing what's best for themselves and their friends. But I really do think that the hubris always seeps out in these conversations and they're like, this is what's the best for all of us, because, you know, what's good for me is good for you. And as a Bitcoiner, someone that is very big on individualism, it's like, look, all right, I understand where your bias is coming from. Yes, your your life will get dismantled. You should be worried about risking losing control because that opens up a whole new world for all of us as Bitcoiners. And that's the world that we want to see. It's a world that we don't have a small group of people controlling us. And, uh, you know, that's terrifying for these people. And they, they can pull out all the propaganda they want. But, hey, we will continue it's some, to it's counter some, the fight. It's some good propaganda, bro. You know, it's some good. They're, they're, they're trying to move with the times. You know, they got the shorties. They got the vertical videos. You know, they got they got the it. Clearly, it's a script. It's prepared. We won't spy on you. You could trust uh, central bank money is the safest money around. It's all, you know, they're, they're getting with the times, bro. They're getting with the times, bro. The memetics are catching up to us, dude. Oh, man. Um, anyways, everybody, let's get to news. Speaking of, of vertical videos. Anyways, let's check it out. The Daily News. The Daily News is brought to you by Blockstream Jade. 
built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Check out the brand new limited edition color, the transparent green jade. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gap Bitcoin transactions, scan and display QR codes directly on the device, assign transactions, and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. Boom. Opti's laughing. Um, anyways, no, no, I'm laughing cause I'm getting destroyed in the chat, bro. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So let's talk about this. Uh, the infamous restrict act introduced by Senator Mark Warner, a Democrat from Virginia. The name of the bill specifically is called S six, eight, six. Um, it was also introduced by Senator, uh, Thune, Mrs. Bald, uh, Senator Baldwin, Miss, uh, Senator Fisher, uh, Senator Manchin, Senator Moran, Senator Bennett, Senator Mullivan, Senator Gillibrand, uh, Senator Collins, Senator Heinrich, Senator Romney and, and Senator Kipto, uh, Capto. Maybe I pronounced that incorrectly. Anyways, I want to read you a passage that a Bitcoiner was kindly enough to highlight. Um, shout out Bitpain. It goes on to say, if the restrict act or quote unquote TikTok ban passes, it will be used to attempt a ban on Bitcoin. Have any of you actually read the text of this bill? This isn't about TikTok. This gives the executive branch total control to police the Internet. Wake up goes on to say, in general, the secretary in consultation with the relative executive department and agency heads, heads is authorized to and shall take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, and otherwise mitigate, including by negotiating, entering into, imposing, and enforcing any mitigation measure to address any risk arising from any covered transaction by any person or with, or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States that the secretary, uh, that the secretary determines. Um, it goes on to say, possesses an undue or unacceptable risk, sabotage or subversion of design, integrity, manufacturing, production, distribution, ins installation, operation or maintenance of information and communications, technology, products and services in the United States. B, catastrophic events on the security res resilience of the critical infrastructure or digital economy of the United States. Like, you know. How could you say that this won't be used against Bitcoin? <laughs> like it's like the language is is damning. Shout out to No BS Bitcoin did a great job summarizing a lot of the points in the bill. Um, so this dropped March 27, 2023. It says restrict act a sweeping national security TikTok ban includes 250k fan fine if you access a ban site or service. The restrict act has been gar uh, garnering bipartisan momentum in the Senate as well as backing from the Biden administration. This is the same Biden administration that we know how they feel about Bitcoin as a workable solution to address the emergent risk posed by foreign information, communications and technology products and services to national security. The legislation calls on the Secret Secretary of Commerce to quote, take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, and otherwise mitigate dealings involving US persons and technology from countries believed to pose a risk to national security or organizations under their control. The bill identifies six foreign adversaries at present, China, Cuba, Iran, North Korea, Russia, and Venezuela. A foreign government or regime is, is designated as a foreign adversary if the secretary finds that it is, quote, is engaged in a long-term pattern or serious instances of conduct significantly adverse to the national security of the United States or security and safety of the United States persons. The term transactions means any acquisition and for, uh, importation transfer installation dealing in or use of any technology any information or communications technology product or service including ongoing activities such as managed services data transmission software updates repairs or the provision of data hosting services or a class of such transactions the restrict act authorizes the u.s government agencies to block technology deemed an undue or unacceptable risk to national security 
That technology includes, quote, apps already on our phones, important parts of Internet infrastructure and software that underpins critical infrastructure. If they have access to sensitive personal data or more than one million people in the U.S., they're covered by this bill. The new bill also covers emerging technologies, including artificial uh, intelligence, quantum computing and communications, biotechnology and e-commerce. The attorney general may bring an action in appropriate district court of the United States for appropriate relief, including declaratory and injunctive or disvestment, dis, dis, divestment relief against any person who violates this act or any regulation, order, direction, mitigation, measure, prohibition, or other authorization or directive issued under this act. The U.S. Department of Justice uh, presumably will be a key law enforcement partner for the Secretary of Commerce. The Restrict Act outlines unlawful acts that can result in civil or criminal penalties. Those unlawful acts include both direct violations of, quote, any regulation, order, direction, mitigation matter, prohibition, or other authorization or directive issued under it. Holy cow. I mean, dude. Dude. Uh... I don't see how this won't like if they're in a pickle, if the keyword, I think the keyword there is if they're in a pickle, if they're in a pinch, what what's to stop them to say if you're using money that helps or stops you from being stolen from via inflation? uh, That's not a threat to national security. Keep in mind. Right. Remember what happened in the 30s with the uh, 6102 order. Right. You know, because the U.S. was in an emergency, so to uh, so to speak, right during the Great Depression, FDR, you know, made it illegal for American citizens to hold a medal, to hold gold. Right. Um, So, I mean, is it too crazy to say that they'll say, hey, having a Bitcoin wallet on your phone? We already know what the wording from Elizabeth Warren was like, basically saying, hey, look, look at Russia. They're using Bitcoin to facilitate international trade. They're circumventing U.S. sanctions using an open monetary network. Who's to say that, you know, who's to say that they won't turn around and use the powers that are in this bill that give the executive branch, give a lot, to be frank, an unelected bureaucrat because the secretary of commerce, I don't think she's elected or he's elected, right? They're appointed by the president. They give them, you know, a tremendous amount of power and they look this app is okay. This app is not okay. The wording there is so all-encompassing. This is crazy. This is a this is a huge overreach, and I don't think it's a coincidence that they included wording in that bill that can encompass Bitcoin. I, I don't think that's a coincidence, right? Especially with with the things that we know are happening happening with Operation Choke Point 2.0. Anyways. That's my take. Maybe I'm a paranoid Bitcoiner, but uh, Leron, do you see what we see or are we just crazy? No, I mean, I absolutely do. You, you, you made a perfect point. I mean, it's far overreaching and it's not, there's nothing specific in the bill that targets, you know, specific company or specific action or specific anything like that. Like you mentioned, it's an unelected official. It's an administration that gets to decide, you know, what is okay and what is not okay on the internet. We're effectively, you know, the, the thing that we've been attacking China for so long, the Great Wall of China, Great Firewall of China, and all this stuff, freedom of speech, we're not doing the same thing to our own people. And we're finding the people that we want to protect if they happen to want to access whatever information is deemed not okay. And it's just, it's sad. It's sad to see all of the work that's been put, even by parts of the, you know, the U.S. government themselves. Tor came out of, of you know, the the U.S. government effectively initially. And it's sad to see the idea of freedom just being torn away from us. Um, there there are definitely problems with TikTok. It's the same problems that we have with Instagram, with Facebook. It's the, the problem that we face with these big social companies and the governments that have actually empowered them. But you don't hear them speaking up against that. There were a couple, I did listen to the testimony, and there are a couple of government officials that did mention something about that. Uh, that it is similar and that we should have protections or whatnot, but it's it's just sad to see them go down this road. It really it really is. I, I don't think this will end up passing. I hope you know maybe I'm just being you know optimistic, but uh, yeah, it's it's if this is if this actually passes, it's very sad day for freedom, the internet, everything, not just Bitcoin, but you know, everything. A hundred percent, and I and I completely agree with you. But you know it will be turned like with that that wording. Are you trying to tell me that you know if 
if uh, Bitcoin actually threatens, you know, the U.S. dollar, right? And the tremendous amount of power that the U.S. government gets from basically being the world reserve currency, uh, basically, you know, weaponizing the dollar. It's kind of backfiring on them a little bit. But not only that, being able to print money and pay for anything they want, basically. Um, you know, if Bitcoin becomes a threat to that, as more countries choose to use a neutral money, right, um, that cannot be weaponized, right? Who's to say that the U.S. government won't use this type of wording to, you know, go after it? I mean, look, this has happened before. This isn't just me just, you know, talking out of thin air. We all know what happened with the Patriot Act, right? Everyone was super enthusiastic passing the Patriot Act because of what happened in 9-11, and then it was only, you know, a decade or two later that we know that parts of the Patriot Act were being used to target American citizens, right? A lot of justifications for the spying of, of American citizens, right? So this type of bill is the same thing. It starts off with good intentions. And then before you know it, five to 10 years later, they're using that language or that power given to them by this bill to go after American citizens, right? So, you know, this is this is very scary stuff, but I think it was someone who mentioned in the chat earlier, right? No, I think it was a uh, shout out Morpheus, right? It's like, this might happen, you know, in the US, right? But hey, Bitcoin is a global phenomenon. And one of the things that, uh, one of the powers that Bitcoin gives you, if you take self-custody, of course, is it gives you the power not only to vote with your wallet, but to vote with your feet, right? I always make a joke with Opti. I'm like, look, we're going to hold it down. We're going to try, we're going to, fight our asses off to hold it down here in the States. But, you know, but if all else fails, you know, Opti and I, uh, El Simple Bitcoin live from El Salvador, right? Straight up. No, you're like, I'm making a joke, but I'm dead serious at the same time, right? So anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts on this, bro? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think the idea that the Restrict Act is worse than the Patriot Act is, is something that as uh, you know, Bitcoiners, we are all very hyper-focused on because it's really the second order effects here that are the most concerned and what people should be concerned about. Because like, you know, yeah, people say that TikTok is Chinese sp spyware or used maliciously by China, but uh, banning apps and banning software is uh, a da dangerous precedent in my opinion, especially considering we are the land of the free. And um, you know, hey, I do not want to see what the future effects will be 10 years down the line, like Nico said, in regards to what we saw about the Patriot Act. So, you know, further proof, I think that the powers that be want to control your behavior. They want to control information because they have lost that control. And, you know, hey, I may not be the biggest TikTok fan, but like, I don't think that using the boogeyman or the guise of the big bad China man or the Russia man is the correct way to move forward with these apps and softwares. Like, again, of course, they're using the tried and true rolled out FUD of this is a threat to national security. Anytime I hear that, like my, you know, my my uh, antennas go up and I'm like, OK, this this uh, this is very scary here. I, I think I need to pay attention. And again, I mean, in one of those uh, points from No BS Bitcoin, it said, what, transactions is all data transmission. So obviously this is a, a lot bigger than just about TikTok. Again, TikTok is just being used as the boogeyman here because they, they aren't getting that much favorable PR lately because of this whole connection with China. But I mean, personally, this just sounds like a First Amendment Amendment violation, you know, again, under the guise of the boogeyman. Like this is uh, some Cold War level FUD we are seeing here in, in the modern world in regards to software. And again, if you go to the inevitable end of this, it's only a matter of time until this is used against Bitcoin. But hey, you know, anyways, boomers write down words expecting us to stop using software. Like what's new? <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, really like some of the comments in the chat, you know, like they're trying to ban TikTok. We should ban politicians. But hey, I am not. Uh, we're not going to that level. But it's just very interesting to see where the powers that be are angling the conversation now. And it, it's back to what we continuously cover on the show. Like this is dystopian level tyranny right now. And they are passing it under the guise of this is for you. This is for your good citizen. Like trust us. We have what's best. Uh, we have your best intentions in mind. And when have we ever wronged you? And it's like, man, 
I, I really just uh, just uh, get out of my get out of my behavior, please. Like, just stop trying to help me because no, you and then, and then to connect this, me. connect this, connect this with the TikTok that was made for uh, made for uh, the central bank digital currency in Europe. Right. You could trust us. This is the most trusted money. Um, you know, we will not spy on your transactions. But then when you're not looking right you know they're, they're also trying to pass this this language right so it's like I, I don't trust them i don't trust them they haven't they haven't behaved in a way for me to be like oh you know these are good people right they behave in and dude honestly honestly not everyone you know there's some people in the government that are dope right but a lot of people are just like dude they've been they've behaved disgustingly man I don't want endless wars anymore. I want to be able to use the money that doesn't steal from me. And I also want to be able to use the money that's not going to be weaponized against me because I have certain political beliefs. That's what we're fighting for. That's what we believe. And it's crazy that there's people that don't want you to use the money that doesn't steal from you. Or they want you to use the money of which they can't control, of, the, of which they can't surveil. And that, that to me is absolutely absurd that we live in that type of world. But I mean, look, every day more and more people wake up and uh, this is why we're here. Anyways, uh, Michael Lenardi has a comment. Definitely an overreach. Whether this pass or not is not the issue. This is clearly about moving the Overton window, getting us used to imposing on our rights. Very sad. They've been doing that for quite a while, to be honest, brother. Um, so anyways, it's crazy stuff. But I'm excited for, oh, Mr. Robot. All TikTok data, data gets stored in Oracle. Who runs Oracle? NSA has nothing to do with China. Okay, okay, okay. Um, anyways, everybody, let's get to the culture. I I'm excited to see uh, what Opti's going to talk to Liron about. Let's check it out. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, everybody. I also want to tell you about Swan's new offer. Bitcoin is generational wealth. And you can secure your bright orange future. Hold on a second. One second. There we go. Bitcoin is generational wealth and you can secure your bright orange future with the Swan IRA. Real Bitcoin, no taxes. Swan offers both traditional and Roth options to best fit your needs. Create your IRA and start adding Bitcoin in less than one minute. Transfers and rollovers are available. Swan's Bitcoin experts will get you set up with no transfer fees and no minimum balance requirements. This is a this is real Bitcoin, non-ETF or other derivative. Get the real thing and get it at Swan. Go to swan.com slash IRA for more details. And of course, you could always send me a Twitter DM if you have any questions. And we're talking about all this crazy stuff the peaceful revolution but none of this matters if you don't take proper custody of your bitcoin and you, there's no better place to do it than the bitplates domino bitplates domino are deserved to preserve to preserve bitcoin wallet backup seed phrases and passphrases made from highly corrosion resistant 316 marine grade stainless steel offering the ultimate protection against extremes of temperatures 10 percent off all bitplates products using promo code simply Visit bitplates.com today. Anyways, Opti, what are we going to talk about, brother? Well, Leron has been very quiet on Twitter, and I'm guessing I saw some of your tweets. And and uh, what do you call them on Noster? What are they called on Noster? Notes. Notes. Notes? Yeah. Uh, and that you've just been very busy putting your head down and working. And one of the last tweets that we saw, especially the last time you were on here, is uh, DIDs, Digital Identity, and Ion Change Everything. This is what makes me hopeful for the future of the web. So I asked you earlier. Uh, you know, what have you been working on? What do you want to talk about? And you said Web5 and Noster. So what's uh, what's going on in the DID segment right now of, uh, you know, the the Web cyberspace right now? So anything new on that front? What, what you've been working on lately, bro? Yeah, so, you know, I've, I've always been interested into, into DIDs, uh, decentralized identity. I think that's kind of the core of these issues that we've been talking about today with TikTok. It's like if you own where you can be found and your data can be found and not some you know corporation then it takes a lot of this away from the power of the corporations or even the central government in that case so that's to me what decentralized identity is really all about um, dids is just a format that computers can understand to read a specific type of decentralized identifier 
And there's all sorts of different types. There's one that is backed by the Bitcoin blockchain known as ION. It's one that I've been more um, involved in in the past couple of years. Uh, but there are other methods, and there's actually one that's being proposed to work directly with Noster. So your DID operations, your, your identity operations to update your identity all happen um, on Noster. So that's kind of interesting to see and see how that'll kind of play out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been really amazing just to see people kind of migrate over to this type of decentralized platform and starting to get the hang of it, starting to see, you know, drawbacks to it as well, you know, with all these different relays and all these different things. It's, it's another um, form of technology to learn and understand that works a little bit different than the social technologies that we're used to. So it's really beautiful to see a huge community growing and, and people getting excited about this and people, you know, managing their keys once again, something that Bitcoin did to technology that we haven't seen in, in you know, in, in a very long time, what Bitcoin did to uh, people managing their own cryptographic keys. So I think this is just an extension of that. And we're going to continue to see, you know, a lot of work and a lot of expansion in that space. Absolutely love it. So what's your thoughts on Noster, bro? Uh, do you think it's going to start to take up some of the network effects for social media platforms? I do. Um, I, I think, you know, it, there's. it's hard to tell what timing looks like. Obviously, right now, the, the Noster network is mostly built of people that are Noster enthusiasts, a lot of Bitcoiners, some shitcoiners, unfortunately, but, you know, hey, they're part of the world. They exist. Uh, so they're going to be on there as well. But I'm excited to see what the next thing would be to um, to kind of propel that forward into other communities. I think, you know, Zaps was a huge thing that obviously brought a lot of people there because now they can you know, tip people and do all these things. And, you know, we're going to see more Substack like uh, situations happening. But yeah, I'm interested to see kind of different demographics starting to get um, onto Noster because the beauty of Noster is you can subscribe to specific relays and it's almost like you're segmented out from other relays. So we're going to be seeing, I feel like these different micro applications and pockets of communities develop around Noster. And it's, uh, it's going to be great to see the internet decentralized again. You know, I can use my favorite app to access my favorite feed and you can use your favorite app to access your favorite feeds. And, you know, somewhere in there we intersect. Love it. Love it. Uh, what, what, uh, what Noster app are you using right now? I, I'm, I, I'm an iPhone maxi, so I'm using the Domus app, but what are you using? I actually, I saw you're using like every single one on Noster. You, you're saying you're, you're plugged into every single one of them. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've experimented with nearly all of them. You know, I like to see how different, of you know, different uh, clients handle different things. The experience a little bit different. I've probably been on Snort the most, um, probably also because I've contributed a little bit to Snort. Um, it was just the easiest project to contribute to, and uh, it um, it's grown a lot. Uh, everything in Noster right now has bugs. You know, we all uh, have experienced it, but that's actually, the, it's such a beautiful, interesting thing is like, despite of all these bugs and despite of all the UX issues, all of you guys are continuing to use it, which is, it's incredible. It's, it's great to see that. And I think that type of feedback cycle is, uh, is what's going to make, uh, make these products great. And, I, and I've seen all of them improve little by little, you know, by adding whatever features their own user base are really, you know, care about. So it's, it's really great to see. Absolutely love it. All right. I'm going to kind of uh, switch gears a little bit, but Leron, what has you most excited in, in the Bitcoin space in general, whether it's Noster, whether it's what you're working on DIDs or, or any other topic in regard to the Bitcoin space right now? I know you are a little more technical than, than Nico and I, so you can take this wherever you want. I mean, I, I don't know if there's anything, you know, specific, like technically that I'm excited about. Um, there is a lot of technical work happening behind the scenes and a lot of interesting proposals, you know, on the mailing list and uh, work happening. But I'm just excited. I think of this this whole movement continuing, you know, it's different things are being built with Bitcoin. You know, Noster is a perfect example. It wasn't built on top of Bitcoin, but it utilized Bitcoin's decentralized feature to add that payment layer to it. Um, so I'm, I'm just excited to see these types of technologies expand and expand. And I'm excited to see people understand why, um, you know, why, why it matters, why it matters. And we saw, you know, with the bank run that just recently happened, all these bank runs, it's, it's really interesting to see that, you know, what most people that were going to be affected by these banks were using them for simply just to store money and transact. That's it. I'm not talking about the loans and all that stuff. That's that's the core base of what they were using it for. And I mean, that's that's what Bitcoin does. And, and we already have that. So I think more people are starting to realize 
what the utility is of something like Bitcoin, something that's decentralized, something that you don't have to trust who's holding your, your funds and what they're doing with it, regardless of the promises they make. So on the Bitcoin end, I think that's great to just see people expand on that and, and you know, understanding those ideas and, and really feeling them. And uh, on the technology end, just seeing all these different projects, you know, uh, develop is, is great. Love it. Okay. I'm going to do the flip side of that conversation. What is the latest Bitcoin controversy that really grinds your gears? All right. One that grinds my gears. So the ordinal stuff, and I think this might be I'm glad you brought this up. I was going to ask you. So, all right. I'm, I've, I've always been a big hater of NFTs, and I still am. I think NFTs are kind of stupid in, in many, many, many ways. But the thing that I think was most stupid about NFTs was not the fact that they exist or that we tie some hash to some picture or whatever it is that you're doing. That really wasn't it. It was the constant grift of like, this is going to be worth so much and trade this. And if you hold this in a new class of asset and this and that, and I don't know, I'm not as involved in, in the NFT space as a whole. So I don't know if ordinals, I mean, I'm sure a subset of ordinals is, is trying to do that as well, but I think just storing data in the blockchain is okay. So I don't, I don't really care for all this bickering back and forth and people, you know, upset the mempool is full. I'm happy that the mempool is full. We've wanted, you know, the mempool and fee rate to, to happen for so long and ordinals is just a small stupid you know blimp in that road i think that ordinals eventually probably won't be very popular and won't fill up the mempool like they do today but there will be something else that does and that is a good thing so i'm just happy to see more people building more people experimenting more people being excited about this decentralized network that we have and uh yeah so i guess that's my uh, controversial opinion about um ordinals Love it, bro. I'm glad that you took the conversation there because I did have it like uh, that was kind of where I wanted to go. All right. The next thing I noticed uh, on your Twitter is that you have been going back and forth a lot with uh, the Lightning Network. So what is your thoughts on the Lightning Network currently? How has it come along? Uh, will the Lightning Network scale Bitcoin, I think, is what everyone's out there asking. So what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, um, you know, Lightning is a great technology. I use it all the time. Um, Full disclosure, I no longer run my own node. Um, I know that's not, you know, that's not what you're supposed to do with Lightning, whatever. Uh, it was just too much work for me personally uh, to, to lock that money in there and just have it on a hot wallet. So I just use it for small funds. I'm not a business that's accepting Lightning. I don't really need to run my own node. Uh, for Lightning, I do run my own Bitcoin node, guys. Just, just wanted to make that clear. Uh, so I use Phoenix and, and things like that. Um, but I think that it's... There's some great work, a lot of great projects going on to Lightning. Uh, just recently, the spec has included some um, some uh, features that allow inbound payments to be more private. So, because right now, you know, when you send a payment, you know who you're sending it to. So that's going to be a really, really great uh, improvement to the network. Um, I'm just really excited to continue seeing the growth of it. Um, it will be the payment rails of the future, whether it's the way that we see lightning running today or a different form of you know channel aggregator or whatever it may be i think that this network is going to grow and morph into um into being the payment rails that we use so yeah I, I'm, I'm loving it i think it's some people are like oh you know lightning's failing lightning's failing i i haven't experienced that i use it all the time and it, it works for me yeah agreed 100 percent uh and you kind of mentioned it um, do you think, and again, you pretty much said it, but do you think that a lot of the custodial lightning controversy is just kind of like FUD or is it people making mountains out of molehills or is this something that we really should be concerned moving towards the future? I think we, there should be some concern there. So the, the wallet that I use is Phoenix. So it's still, I am in control of my keys. There's, you know, there's, there's subtleties there, of course, that they're in control of some things there, especially with dust limits and things like that. But um, that is my personal trade-off where I am okay with that, you know, so they can censor my payments until I close a channel. That's kind of my, my option there, but I still have that option. So they can't fully censor me. Um, I don't love custodial lightning wallets because obviously it's custodial, but everyone has their own, um, threat model, so to speak. So if you're only using lightning for really small amounts and you can continue to sweep it out either into your own node or into actual Bitcoin transactions that go on chain, then do that. You don't have to run your own infrastructure per se. But if you're a creator or if you're a business or if you're someone like that, that's really just continuously earning an income or using lightning in a very heavy way, then yeah, maybe it is, you know, better for you to 
run your own infrastructure, hire someone, do you know whatever it is that you need to do to protect your your funds a little bit more. But for me personally, you know, I keep a couple hundred bucks on my Phoenix wallet. I use it to just you know pay people when we're splitting meals or doing whatever it is that we're doing. I refill it every so on uh, every once in a while. I also <clears throat> I have a get Albi email address, which is completely centralized, you know, for Albi that I use for my um, LN URL. And I just sweep that every so often into Phoenix. And if it ever gets large in Phoenix, I sweep it off the chain. That's kind of my, uh, my flow. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of agree with you on that one. Uh, one last question. What are your favorite mobile Bitcoin wallets, Lightning or just on chain? Because I try to get every, I always uh, try to just push people towards their favorite wallets. I know first step, I, I know best practices, get yourself a hardware wallet. But for most people, the initial dive into self-custody is most likely going to be on their phone. So for the newbies out there, for someone just getting into the Bitcoin space, what wallets would you recommend on their mobile phones? So um, I would probably go with Phoenix. I think Phoenix is really good. It's lightning first, but it does have an on-chain capability so that you can pay on-chain payments, you can receive from on-chain. Uh, they do some, some things with you know, zero confirmation where they take, a little, they take on a little bit of risk in order for you to be able to transact quicker and not wait for that channel open comp confirmation. You know, I think they provide a really good UX for both advanced users and for, for the newbies. Um, another wallet that I really like is, is Green. I think Green Wallet has really done a good job in adding features and, and kind of um, working towards you know a lot of new things. Uh, their their work on Jade and everything like that together. They've really tried to make it simple and have a slightly different approach to their you know custody model, which I think has some really great benefits and security for for new users. So those are kind of I think uh, my favorite too. Uh, guys. Full dis full disclosure, we did not pay Liron to say this. Blockstream is one of our sponsors, but this was his thoughts. Okay, guys. Swear. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Liron, any last thoughts, and then we'll move into the meme review. Um, just happy to be on. It's always fun to be with you guys here, you know, and uh, seeing everybody in the chat. And um, yeah, everyone just keep stacking, and uh, you know, stay safe out there. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Actually, I have one more question. What are you working on? Are you what are you working on currently? So right now, um, the main thing that I'm working on is I'm, I'm working on identity management, focusing a little bit on Noster. You know, um, so what does identity management mean? Um, you may have multiple Noster personas that you want to manage. I want to make that kind of easy for you to do in one place. Um, so working a little bit of that, also working on a little bit of how to discover things on Noster a little bit better, how to back up and store your data that's really important to you a little bit better. Uh, so these are the kind of things that I've been researching, um, been contributing a little bit to open source, but the past uh, couple of months, uh, it's been private work, but it will be open source uh, in the next few months, hopefully. Love it, bro. Well, can't wait to see your work come out into the surface soon. Anyways, guys, let's get into the meme review. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboomracks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboomracks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboomracks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboomracks. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you already know this is the meme review. This is your favorite portion of the show where Kaboom. we review your memes Kaboom. that you sent me on Twitter. Kaboom. That you gave us in the Telegram. Tag us. Continue to propagate the memes because we are in an information war. Tweets are the bullets. Memes are the artillery. And uh, what better tool in our arsenal than having the truth on our side and putting them in digestible bits for people to devour and start to understand why we do what we do. Get the calls of actions out there. Make sure that we are ridiculing the corporate press with humor. And also spreading the Bitcoin signal. Anyways, this first meme brought to you by the BTC therapist. It goes, hashtag BTC maximalists are always right. And we got the play on the Reaper knocking on the door meme. Uh, shouts out to Rope. I think he might have been the first one to propagate this meme. And he goes, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And we got the Reaper knocking on doors. And we got 
Uh, what do we got over here? Solana. Uh, someone's head's on the floor. We got Ethereum with Vitalik's head on the floor. We got Celsius. Me- with this my- is metaphoric, okay? Metaphorically. This is a piece of art. Not- this is art, yeah. This Celsius art. with uh, Mashinsky head on the floor. We got the Luno. Okay. We, got, we got FTX. And now we got the Reaper knocking on Binance's door. If you guys have heard the news, it sounds like Finance is getting sued for having a bunch of trading accounts trading against their <laughs> users. And on that point, we got this meme by Will Clemente and he goes, CZ trading on all his accounts. And we got a picture of CZ, one looking like a girl, and then the next one he's got Nico's beard, and the next one he's got Nico's hair, and the next one he's got the you know the glasses and the nose, the fake nose. So he's hide. got up these glasses. He's got my glasses hiding on the platform trading if, against if Opti, his customers. If Opti had a mustache, that's what he would look like. If only I can't grow myself. Okay. Anyway, this next meme is by RD underscore BTC, and he goes, "Just a matter of time." Hashtag Bitcoin, and it's a SpongeBob meme, and we got Squidward in a box like a homeless person. Fiat millionaires after hyper Bitcoinization, and then we got SpongeBob with laser eyes as you know, uh, upper class echelon elite noble person that he is. And it's a Satoshi millionaire after hyper Bitcoinization. This is the way, guys. I dropped the meme over the, I think it was this weekend, or no, Monday, that, uh, you know, there's more millionaires than there is 21 million Bitcoin. So if you know, you know, you better hold on to them coins that you have today. This next one is by at Ronin21BTC, and he goes, hashtag Bitcoin fire content emoji fire emoji and it's a play on the drake meme but we got a cool girl here with sunglasses and she's doing the no the system is broken and must be fixed and then she does the yes to the system is working exactly as intended and must be destroyed and this is why we bitcoin this is the way okay the next one is by at pub lord hoddle as we covered yesterday sailor is taking up all the bitcoin he's scooping all the coin and, uh, you know, everyone is was giving him shit for a while there, saying that he's going to get liquidated. Anyway, Pub Lord goes, the Sailor Show goes on. And I don't know what show this is from, but this meme's been going around. We got, is this Nicolas Cage? Yeah, Nicolas Cage looking at, I don't know what this guy's name is. But so how was that margin call? And he's got the crazy face. I paid back the loan early at a discount and pop more Bitcoin. This is the way. Continuously stack Bitcoin. Okay, this next one is by at the Cooge on Twitter. And he goes, inverse Kramer, hashtag Bitcoin, at Kramer Tracker. And we got Kramer on ahead of an old, uh, I'm guessing, one of our ancestors in the early 1900s and goes, I'd sell my gold into this rally. I was once a believer in gold, but not here in Weimar, not now. And behind it, it's got the Weimar chart and, uh, you know, the inverse Kramer telling you to sell your gold. But really what he's saying is Kramer telling you to sell your Bitcoin right now as we are pumping. He's, you know, the inverse Kramer is just continuously making people rich. Anyways, this ne- next and last meme is by at Lawrence Lepard. Shouts out to Lawrence and, you know, shouts out to him for being a hard money advocate. He's been in the fight for a long time, but I really like this meme. This is a play on a classic meme template where someone says he's at a, at a hotel and he goes, I would like a wake up call, please. And the teller goes, the federal reserve wants to take over all private bank accounts and manage them through a social credit system. Yes, this is the truth. And the way, wait, what is this tracker on the bottom? Wow. Getting wrecked, sabotaged in real time. Okay. Anyways, drop your meme review score in the chat as we covered ours live. Breaking news. Breaking news, everybody. For audio listeners who's not, not tuning in. Chrissy and Opti are talking again. She saw the segment live. Cap. And she texted him. No, once I take the trash out, I do not get caught <laughs> digging in the trash. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, my meme review score for today. This is, this is a first for me. It is a cherry tomato. I don't even like tomatoes, but I'm going to eat it. Eat it. Very good. Very good. Okay. Um, I got got a good score. I'm going to give it a glass Coke bottle. But it's the level below the Mexican Coke. Because this is... This still uses high fructose corn syrup. 
You got you if you want real Coca-Cola, you have to get the Mexican Mexican Cokes. It's the only Coca-Cola that uses cane sugar coke. I mean cane sugar. Yeah, cane sugar. Cane sugar. Anyways, um My guys make sure go ahead. Go ahead, Leron. Score this one. My score is a uh it's a Yubi key. Oh, I know I know exactly Solid. what that is. That that's a step above two FA, right? Yeah. That's a step above the, the code. This is the way to protect your information, guys. That's the way. That's the way. Anyways, guys, make sure to subscribe to our audio version of this show. Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Fountain. Shout out to so much of you guys giving us love on Fountain. Been consistently in the top 50, man, for a couple months now. It wouldn't be possible without all you guys. We love you, and we really, really appreciate the support. Opti will remember to read out the comments. Uh, on, on that note, Friday. I, I had the comments last Friday, but we just got caught up on the show that I read them in the spaces, but I have them. I will read them on Friday. If you guys want to remind me on Twitter before the show, I would highly enjoy that because, hey, I might forget again, but I'm, I'm trying not to forget. I want to give a shout out to our clothing sponsor as well. Represent LTD. They make super stylish, comfortable clothing merch. They made this like wood piece of art. It's super cool. Only represent LTD.com. They also have Simply Bitcoin merch, most of which is sold out. Get yours while supplies last. Go to representltd.com. Use promo code simply-bitcoin. Opti. Let's get to some scores. All right, Mike Denver. I give the memes unregistered sats because taxation is theft. Ooh, bars, bars. Next one. Elaine, score mega orange pilling incoming due to government orange re or overreach and Christine Lagarde's obvious lies. Ooh. Frank Arn, I give this meme a heart for Opti and Chrissy sitting in a tree. Opti's Coke from McDonald's. Score that special shade of blush red on Opti whenever Nico brings up Chrissy, Opti's ex-girlfriend. Oh man, I'm getting wrecked. Bitcoin Becca. I give the memes Nicolas Cage, greatest hit, Blu-ray. Does he really have one? That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, Andres, I rate these memes the impending AI human domination. No, humans will win. Humans will win. All right, last one and then that's, the buzzer. I think that's all we got. I think that's all we got. It's because of the buzzer, bro. It's we stop of the when the buzzer. Anyways, check out the written version of this show, Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. Go to simplybitcoin.news. Subscribe. It's absolutely free. And go check out Simply Bitcoin's Telegram group. Go to www.t.me slash TV. It's a party in there. Shout out to DarthCoin. He holds down a Telegram version of Twitter Spaces on the weekend. And I want to give a shout out to our very special guest. It's Liron. Liron, thank you so much for joining us on Simply Bitcoin Live. It's a little bit different live, right? It is. It is. I've really enjoyed it. It's a little bit it. more gunzo, like, yeah. you know, shoot from the hip, but... We, 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 we get it rolling. We really appreciate you coming to us. Uh, Leron is Simply Bitcoin's official uh, technical correspondent. He brings us out. Whenever we don't understand technical stuff, Opti and I understand the, the, the concepts pretty well. Opti's a culture guy. I'm a geopolitics guy. Leron is the technical guy. Uh, we always bring Leron on, on the show to explain to us what is going on in, in the in the Bitcoin space. So, Liron, really appreciate you coming on today. Why don't you tell everybody where they could find you online and what you're working on these days? Thanks, everybody. Uh, it's, it's always fun, you know, coming on the show with you guys. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm not as active lately. It's Liron. It's because he's building. He's building. Yeah. You can always find me. You can also find me on Noster. Uh, just search for It's Liron. I'm sure I'll come up in there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, been working, continuing to work on some uh, – interesting decentralized identity and data stuff uh, beautiful you guys will be able to check it out and, decentralizing uh, the internet wait wait Nika. sorry i had to come in because liron is literally doing this i am building yep exactly exactly anyways guys we love you all thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of simply bitcoin live if you enjoyed the show you know what to do smash that like button consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value but the number one thing you could do to push the peaceful revolution forward is share this content. In fact, share all Bitcoin content. Love you all. And if you want to continue the party, we are hosting a spaces with our friends over at swan.com, swanbitcoin.com, best place to build your Bitcoin stack. Shout out to the best producer in the game, producer Jacob. We love you all and we'll see you tomorrow, 12.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live.